My brothers and sisters, life has changed drastically over the last few months in this year 2020. And we need to realize one thing, and it's a very, very important thing. No matter what happens in our lives, our duties unto Allah remain the same. And the prohibitions shall remain the same. Allah Almighty has sent us on earth. He told us, I sent you onto this earth to test you. And in another place, he says, I sent you onto the earth or I created you in order that you worship me. So he wants to see in good days, do you worship him? In bad days, do you worship him? Do you worship anyone besides him or just him alone? Very interesting. When I was much younger, I used to think to myself, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us to test us. What does that mean? And as I grew older, I started realizing that every day there is a new challenge in our lives. Every single day. Sometimes good things happen. Allah is just watching to see how we process these things. What we do. Do good things make us haughty, arrogant, make us forget Allah, turn away from Him? Or do they humble us? Do they bring us close to Allah? Do they help us change our lives? Do they make us uh, give up sin? You know, beautiful dua of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allahumma kfini bihalalika an haramik wa ghnini bifadlika amman siwak. It's a powerful dua that we should be making supplication. It means, O oh Allah, I seek independence. In fact, we are saying, Allahumma kfini, O oh Allah, I seek sufficiency in that which is halal so that I don't do that which is haram. Make halal enough for me, sufficient for me, so that I never have to wander into haram territory. That's the first part of the dua. And I grant me sufficiency through your virtue so that I never depend on anyone besides you. Wow. So this is in all conditions. Sometimes bad things happen. So when bad things happen, Allah is just going to watch you to say, do you turn away from Allah? Do you do haram to, to help yourself or do you still stick to halal? You might lose your job, you might earn less, you might not have enough money, you might have health problems, you might have lost a loved one, you might have had issues in your families, you might have been through struggles and floods and you might be falsely accused of something, you might not be able to achieve something you really wanted to. Allah knew this already. It's part of your exam questions. It's part of the test paper that Allah chose for you. And guess what? It becomes more difficult or it becomes more challenging as time passes. But if you build your faith in Allah, then definitely Allah will make it easier for you, even though the test is bigger. You find that this will be the case. The closer I get to Allah, the easier the test is, even though it's a bigger test. So Allah says, I will test you with bigger tests, bigger tests as you get closer to me, but they will become easier and easier to handle and manage. Some people cannot take a prick of a thorn on their finger, whereas others, the whole hand is chopped off and they're still saying, Alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, mashallah, tabarakallah. The Prophet says, Oh Allah, if you are not displeased with me, I'm okay. If you are happy with me, I'm fine. Although he was being uh, treated very badly in Ta'if. May Allah protect us. So that's why the hadith says, 
the prophets who are most loved by Allah have the greatest tests. But they know how to navigate through those tests. They have the greatest. Then, al-amthal fal-amthal. Those who are uh, the most exemplary or closest to them in example and then the next and the next. So if you are pious, you're a good person, you turn to the deen, you came closer to Allah, expect Allah to test you with bigger tests. I mean, uh, the school does not test people who don't belong to the school. And when you come to the school regularly, you get bigger tests and greater challenges. Recently, someone joined the gym. MashaAllah, halal gym. And so... The trainer kept giving the people or the one who attended regularly more and more tests and they found they could do 100 push-ups. They, they increased it to 150, 200. When, when they started, they couldn't even do 10. But it's because they, they got used to it. They knew how to manage it. And I'm only giving you an example of push-ups, but it becomes more and more. Uh, in all different exercises, you become, with practice, you become better and better in anything. The same applies with your Iman. Allah gives you a small test. If you're going to come out of it with Alhamdulillah, He'll give you a bigger one. You come out of it with MashaAllah, He gives you a bigger one. You come out with it, uh, from it with Tabarakallah and so on and bigger and bigger and it gets more. Every test that comes in your direction, ask yourself, did it draw me closer to Allah or did it take me further from, away from Allah? If it drew you closer to Allah, it was a gift of Allah and it was a test. But if it drifted you away from Allah, it might have been a punishment. Remember that. So it's easy to distinguish right now with this coronavirus and people losing their jobs. And like I said, so many things happening. We're on lockdown in many countries. Other countries, it opens, it closes. Restriction, no restriction and so on. Do you know what? If that drew you closer to Allah, it was a gift of Allah. It was a gift of Allah. No matter how difficult from a worldly perspective it was, it's a gift of Allah. But if that drifted you away from Allah, it may have been the punishment of Allah, a rejection from Allah. Therefore, learn to say, Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. All praise is due to Allah upon all conditions. On the day of judgment, there will be a caller calling out, Where are those who used to Thank Allah and praise Him upon all conditions, ease and hardship. They still used to say, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. You know, you notice how a true believer, when someone says, how are you? Even if they're going through hardship, they say, Alhamdulillah. <laughs> it's such a generic answer. But if you really mean it, it's full of faith, conviction and love of Allah. You're really going through turmoil. And someone says, how are you, my sister? You say, Alhamdulillah, Subhanallah, Rabbil Al May Allah bless you. May Allah grant you ease and goodness. My brothers and sisters, you know, we're talking about migration within oneself. So we all know that when we talk of the hijrah, we talk of a hijrah calendar, you know, we're sitting now, for example, uh, the month of Safar. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with a lot. And in this month, we know it belongs to the year 1442. When we say hijrah, it takes us back to the physical movement and migration from Mecca to Medina of the Prophet ﷺ and his companions. And we say so many years after hijrah. So that is very interesting because it means they left Mecca. Hajaru min Mecca ilal Medina. They left from Mecca to Medina. 
It was called the Hijra. They left. What did they leave? They, le- they left their loved ones, their belongings. They left so much more. They left their city and their town, their birthplace, and something they were connected to. They left it. Why? For the pleasure of Allah. In order to be able to serve their maker. In order to be able to practice Islam. That's why they left their place. In order to practice Islam without persecution, they left their place. But after that hijrah, the Prophet ﷺ made an announcement, La hijrata ba'd al-fatih. There is no hijrah after fatih. After the victory of Mecca, nobody can make hijrah from Mecca to Medina and call it the hijrah. But there is another type of hijrah. What is it? Al-muhajiru, al-muhajiru, meaning the one who has made hijrah. And this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ has mentioned it, and it's an authentic hadith. He says, Man hajara al-khataya wal-dhunub. Oh, man hajara al-sayyi'at. A person who has migrated or done hijrah nowadays is the one who has quit sins or they have quit that which displeases Allah. You know, your bad deeds and your sins. Al-khataya wal-dhunub. So my brothers and sisters, remember something. When you leave something for the sake of Allah, it is equivalent to those who left Makkah for the sake of Allah and went to Medina uh, on a different scale. But the equivalency meaning it's similar, the similarity in the sense that you've left something for the sake of Allah. In order to worship Allah correctly, you left something. So uh, someone who's drinking, they quit the drinking in order that they can worship Allah correctly. They have done a hijrah internally, a migration internally. Someone who has an addiction to pornography and they quit it. What did they do? They did a hijrah. They left something in order to be able to worship Allah correctly. They left it in order to be able to worship Allah freely without that toxic mind. So someone who's involved in adultery, in fornication, if they were to leave it for the sake of Allah, they have done a hijrah for the sake of Allah. So to quit your sin. Also, if a person has been leading his or her life in transgression, you don't dress properly, your relations are haram, your food and drink is haram, your income is haram, your acts of worship are not being fulfilled correctly, Allah will continue to send you reminders. He has to. Allah will ask, did we not give you enough life for those who wanted to take heed to take heed? Didn't we give you a long life? Like, didn't we give you enough time for you to take heed? You know, and didn't the warner come to you? So who who is the warner? Some of the Mufassirin speak of the gray hair and, you know, difficult health and so on. Allah says, we sent you warners to remind you, hey, you're going back to Allah. You better change your ways. It's going to be a little bit too late very soon. You know, you better turn to Allah soon, soon. Do that hijrah. You know, you need to come out of your jahiliyyah, your ignorance. Don't be ignorant of Allah because when you go back to him, you're going to need it. You're going to need the goodness. So Allah says, we sent you messengers and messages. These messages are made up of revelation, made up of scholars who might talk to you, made up of reminders that you might hear, make up, uh, made up of signs or some calamity that might come your way. You know, some people, when life is too good for them, everything is smooth. 
they are pretty mashallah good looking alhamdulillah tabarakallah mashallah mashallah everyone is looking at you and they're all like ooh lovely subhanallah and you don't realize if you are away from allah that prettiness won't help you on the day of qiyamah you can't come on the day of qiyamah and say uh, i didn't do salah i didn't i wasn't truthful i used to drink i used to watch pornography i used to do this and that but you know what i'm so pretty you can't take me to jahannam i'm so pretty i was so so good looking you have to give me jannah ah uh ah -uh, it doesn't work that way la ilaha illallah you must be thinking how am i explaining this but i'm trying to explain it to you talking to you uh, to engage your mind, to tell you, listen, no matter how handsome you are, you cannot come on the day of judgment if you were wealthy in the dunya and say, hey, listen, I'm, I can't get this punishment. I had a lot of money, you know. That money, Allah says, you left it there. Allah says, وَمَا نَرَى مَعَكُمْ شُفَعَاءَكُمُ الَّذِينَ زَعَمْتُمْ أَنَّهُمْ فِيكُمْ شُرَكَاءَ we don't even see those intercessors whom you used to think or you used to say that from amongst you they will intercede on your behalf. Where are they? Allah says, وَلَقَدْ جِئْتُمُونَا فُرَادَا كَمَا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةِ Here you are come to us alone, just like the day we made you when we created you in the first place. You were alone. Before you came into the wombs of your mothers, you were alone with Allah. When you leave this world, you will be alone again with Allah. You answer to Allah. So while you're in this short stint in the dunya, do good deeds so you go back to Allah with good deeds. Ya you who believe, be conscious of Allah and each one of you. Each one of you, look into what you have prepared to give for tomorrow, for tomorrow. You know, we're sitting in lockdown. This is the time. Get close to your family. Quit your sins. This is the time. Get close to Allah. Begin to fulfill your acts of worship. Your salah, take your time. Do you know what? It might be your last few days on earth. Who knows? This virus has proven to us that any one of us can get sick with anything at any time and be given a few days and we're gone. You cannot breathe and something happens to your lungs and you're out. What did you do to prepare for that day? I mean, in this world, I'm going to live. I'll have food. I've got a few family members. I'm never going to have everything I want. Not a single one of us will have everything we want. Not even one. Not even one. Because that's the nature of the earth. It's not paradise. It's earth. Earth is very, very imperfect.